All right, welcome to Cracking the Restaurant Labor Crunch Show. I am Jamie Oikel from RunningRestaurants.com. I have Matt Plath from America's Best Restaurants and Restaurant Marketing that works today. This is going to be awesome because Matt is going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff that he's seeing out there, uh, traveling the world, doing a show, uh, meeting with restaurant folks in, in person. So, so first of all, Matt, welcome. How's everything where you are? It's amazing. It's, uh, it's what you make of it, brother. So it's amazing. Yeah, you got a lot of exciting. He's got a lot of exciting news going on in the background. New new office, new studio there. Uh, a lot of great stuff happening in your business. Yeah, this, he's 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 fancy now. He's officially <laughs> fancy. Uh, if he wasn't before. So uh, yeah, yeah. Give him give him the quick background on what you're doing, and what you're seeing, because you you guys are literally driving around, meeting restaurant uh, folks all over the place, talking to them about what's their challenges. What are you seeing? So we've been in the restaurant space since I guess technically 2008. From a marketing standpoint, 2015, I had the vision to go national. Uh, 2018, I had this vision for America's Best Restaurants, a a locally a restaurant show that highlights the operators on a local level, uh, not a couple episodes a year like you see on TV, but a couple episodes a day. Uh, and so, over the last three years, we finally launched it. We've got two vans right now. One is in I think it's in Sumter, South Carolina, and the other one is in Twin Falls, Idaho, today. And they go around. Uh, I'm with them sometimes. Uh, we've got a team. I think there's 11 people now that go around and film content. They're three to five minutes, sometimes five to eight. Basically, the concept is we're at a restaurant you should know about. Let's talk to the operator. These aren't mass chains that have no operators in them. These are locally owned and operated restaurants, whether it's a franchise or independent. But the concept is to tell their story and then why you should eat there and three items. And what's cool about it is it allows me to get in front of and see a lot of cool stories. Like today, we literally are putting the plan together. It's kind of funny. Like what you said there triggered a plan I'm putting together. I gave all of my employees now an initiative. When they're on the road, including myself, I want an email every day of a, a restaurant you visited that you, and something unique. Like you talk to the owner, they're doing this cool thing in their bathrooms or they've got this new menu item or they're perking their employees or whatever it is. There's a story in that restaurant. I mean, we're seeing eight to 10 a day uh, per van. So if you do the math, there's two, that's 16 to 20. Monday through Thursday that my team is in myself or other people in the team. Uh, the vision is 10 vans by the end of 2022 and 50, one in every state by uh, five to seven years from now. And they're basically, it's a, 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 a online YouTube social media company. It's all video. It's all locally owned operated. But what's cool is you get to see the stories. And like you're talking about labor crunches today. I've been to restaurants that have too many employees in the past couple months. I've been to some that couldn't shoot the episode because they had no employees. And there are some common traits you see on both sides of the equation. And it's cool because we're not on Zoom. Uh, like we never stopped traveling. When the pandemic, and some people think we're crazy, but when the pandemic hit, we didn't, we put our foot on the gas. Uh, I was on 200 plus planes uh, since the pandemic hit. You know, we've been all over the country, we've been to thousands of restaurants. Uh, and being on the ground and talking to people is much different than seeing and hearing things from other people or over a Zoom call or on a phone call. When you're in the restaurant and you're watching, uh, you get to see a much different perspective. Yeah, well, 100%. So uh, let, let's go to two or three stories. Just it sounds like they're coming in uh, like rapid fire. So what are two or three things that grab you from the most recent thing, a unique thing, a call out? What do you think? So from a staffing standpoint or from just uh, the restaurant itself? Well, right now I, I want to get into staffing, but I'm just curious, like, is there something really, really catchy that just jumps out at you from a unique story that somebody did something in the last little bit? 
wow, put me on the spot. I'm literally thinking about these. We're writing a book about them too, by the way, these stories of meeting with these operators. That'd be great. Um, let me think. Uh, wow. <laughs> if you put me on the spot, there's a lot of them. I'm trying to think one that really sticks out. Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, at a restaurant and just, and I, I don't like to mention the names cause some of them do great, but we're going to mention those in the future. Uh, more than anything, seeing the, the way the owners, uh, treat the staff, hmm. uh, the, I was at a restaurant the other day that I go two sides of it. I was at a restaurant that I ate at and the owner saw me there. He was on his video cameras. I wear orange all the time. Uh, ironically, I'm starting to work at his restaurant part-time in a week for two days a week, just cause I want to understand the front of house better. And my employees are like, yeah, like you have free time. I'm like, well, I'll make it to understand it. But he texted me and he said, how was, how was your meal last night? And I was kind of cracking up. Like, how'd you know I was there? He's like, I saw you on the cameras. There's not many, too many guys that look like you with orange everywhere. Yeah. And I saw your wife and daughter. And so <clears throat> I said, well, uh, it was great. The meal was great. He goes, how was everything else? I said, the atmosphere was a little down. I said, your employees weren't talking to each other. They were like robots. They were, there was no fun. It was just like they were doing, they did their job. I mean, the food was excellent. It was prepared right. There was no issues at all, but it wasn't over and above. Whereas a couple places I've visited recently, the employees are joking, they're having fun, they're dancing to the music, they're happy to be there. They weren't robots. They still did the same exact job at the end of the day, but I had a smile on my face a little more because I heard the people in the background cracking jokes and high-fiving each other and talking trash about their football team. So to me, those are two things that stand out. You got to ask your, yourself that question, why? Like, why is one different than the other? Uh, is it, you know, is it leadership? Is it the managers on staff? Is it the people you're hiring? Is it the brand, the concept? Uh, so that's, that's a big thing. Uh, you know, a couple of the things I've seen recently too, that really stand out honestly are the, the ways that people are, how do I say this? They're menu items. You know, everybody can do a burger. Uh, everybody can do a corn dog. Everybody can do chicken tenders. Uh, but it's how they're doing them differently. Uh, uniquely, I had a corn dog. I posted a picture on Instagram of it yesterday. I was at a place in downtown Cincinnati. I had a corn dog with the owner. I, I, I'd never seen a corn dog like this. And that to me stood out because he could have been normal, but he went way different with it. Uh, so that that's really cool. Uh, the other thing is, in, is atmosphere, is environment in the restaurant, is things that people have done. You know, where, you know, how some places you go and they got the uniforms, they got the stuffy uniforms, they all look identical. Uh, went into one recently and everybody got to wear their favorite one day. It was their favorite rock t-shirt today right. was rocket out. I don't know what day it was, but it was like rocket out Tuesday. Everybody wear your favorite throwback rock and roll t-shirt. Yeah. People walking around with Led Zeppelin and Def Leppard and in uh, excess shirts. Uh, I've seen it. The same place does it sports theme Wear your favorite basketball, your favorite football. Uh, and then it just creates a little different atmosphere than everybody wearing the same blue shirt with the logo every day. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's, uh, uh, funny. I, I want to go the night you're on shift. Uh, so, you, so this is great. So you're going to go in, you're going to work, you're going to feel it. I, I think that's great because you're, you're talking to restaurant owners all over the place. So you want to feel what that feels like. Let's get into the attraction of staff. So you're, you're zooming around you and your team, uh, everybody in the, in the, not every 98% of restaurants are looking for people right now. That's just a common theme. What have you seen as good tactics to attract staff? Um, could be social, could be on the, could be on the social, could be something they're doing in the restaurant. Anything you've seen? First, I'll I'll disagree. I don't think it's ninety eight. I think it's probably sixty percent are looking for staff. Mm. Uh, from what I've seen, 
Uh, and I'm in hundreds of restaurants talking to him. I was in a restaurant the other day. Uh, the guy's got five locations. He's got too much staff. Uh, and he said, and I said, why do you think that is? And I knew because I was looking around. It's because it's a, a perceived place somebody would want to be. Mm-hmm. You know, let's say, for example, you could have, you've got the subways of the world, those fast, casual concepts that you come in, you're, you're a number. You walk in the door, you get your food, you leave. Well, how about make people not a number? How about create an atmosphere that people are excited about or entertained by? You know, I, I've got owners that I see uh, online uh, that are all like, uh, I don't know if it was Sean from Cali Barbecue out in uh, San Diego. He's online all the time. He's on there telling the story. He's got his employees doing videos. It's the perception that it's not the normal blah place. You ever, you know who Deion Sanders is? No. You know Deion Player? Yeah, the football player. Yeah, yeah, of course. Sure. Follow him on Instagram. He's the yep. head coach of Jackson State. He is. Football team. Yep. yep. I promise you they will be a power in the next couple of years. Why? The dude is live every day. All day, no, like no joke. Like he's he's got a segment where he's icing his feet every day. He's got his segments where he's joking with his coaches. He's got segments with his kids because two of his kids play on his team. Okay, he has created a team. Like they always say, that's a coach, that's a player's coach. This dude is so on point with the people on his team. You know, he's. I would imagine the I'm 45. Dion's got to be 55 to 60, I would think. But Dion. You know, that normal 60-year-old football coach is not relatable. Like the, you know, the uh, Steve Spurriers of the world and guys like that, they're not on TikTok. They're not on Snapchat. They're not on Instagram. And so they're the fuddy-duddy. Like they might have the greatest place, the place to get you in the NFL, but that's it. It's a job. You're going there to play football and you leave. Dion, the story he's creating around Jackson State, and you ought to see it, man. I don't know what they're spending on media, but they've got film crews. They've got it all. I promise you in the next couple of years, uh, as long as he's there, that school will become a power because kids are like, I want to go there right. because he's on their level. Well, you take that exact thing. Look at Deion Sanders, what he's doing with Jackson State on Instagram specifically, and do that with your restaurant. You look at restaurants. I have a 17 and a 19-year-old. My son and daughter both have jobs. Right? They're both not working now because of sports. My daughter plays in college, my son in high school. When the offseason's up, they will have a job somewhere. They're not going to go somewhere that's perceived that sucks. They're going to go somewhere that has a perception of this is cool. My friends work there. You know, I heard this from an, a restaurant owner the other day. He's like, you know why we don't have a staffing problem? I said, why? Our employees bring their friends in to work every week. We have a line of people wanting to work here because, one, we treat our employees with massive amounts of respect. We don't step on them. They still get the same perks they got three years ago in the restaurant business, which was schedule flexibility getting off certain times. Hey, there's a Metallica concert tonight. Can I get off last minute? No problem. That's why people got in the restaurant business a long time ago was it's not a nine to five. It's, you know, Hey, I'm going to take your shift, take my shift. Well, there's a lot of things that have disappeared from that. And these employers I'm talking to that don't have staffing issues that hasn't disappeared, but also it's a cool place to work. It's fun. The atmosphere is vibrant. They're on Instagram and TikTok. They give the one restaurant had a phone at a couple, uh, I don't guess call them phones, uh, iPods, whatever you call them, the ones that don't have cell service. And they have those only for social. They're hooked into the Wi-Fi. And I was like, hey, we expect all of you to have fun on the shift. I want TikToks. I want stories. I want boomerangs while you're working. Walk up to a table. Hey, it's her birthday. Boom. They're doing cool stuff. 
And when they're doing that stuff, other 16, 17, 18, 19 year olds are seeing that. They're like, that place rocks. And that's, it's like, I'm going to start calling it the Deion Sanders effect. Jackson State, I guarantee you, will become a much more popular place for people to play football that might have been looking at a higher level school or a different school because they want to be around Coach Prime, which is what he calls himself everywhere, Coach Prime. They want to be around him, not around the fuddy-duddy coach down the street that pulls up in his Cadillac, doesn't talk to anybody, doesn't know how to log into social media, and has no personality, which is – I played football in college. That's most coaches. Uh, and so I think the restaurant's the same way. If your restaurant is that, even if you're a Subway, you don't have to be yellow and green Subway and do nothing. You could still come in every day and be the, the crazy owner that's on TikTok and Instagram and doing all this fun stuff. You have to make the environment where people want to be. Yeah, I mean, you, you hit on a lot of things there. And I, one of them is really this, this kind of almost a gut-wrenching, soul-searching aspect of the business is if you are one of those places that is kind of perceived as blah, like, why, why is that? Like, what, you know, what is your, what is your vision if that's the case? And you, you really, what you're talking about is putting your marketing hat on in a completely different way. And you should anyway, but now both to attract staff, but to attract customers, you have to have a completely different mindset. And you could easily argue uh, with COVID that there was, hey, there may have been too many restaurants in the marketplace. Maybe places needed to die off because they didn't deserve business. And you're right, there are, and I, yeah, my, my number was, was way high because there are places that are so great that... Um, they just they have they don't have trouble getting people because of the culture that they have in them. But uh, I talked with someone yesterday, and uh, even though they're doing very well, they've taken a very proactive mindset right now in terms of recruiting folks and finding folks. Have you seen any kind of good proactive techniques outside of you know obviously being that place that you want to work? Have you seen uh, proactive tactics? I think programs for employees to refer uh, mm -hmm. and you know not signing bonuses for the person coming on board. I, I've seen that a lot of places. Oh, you get $1,000 for this or come in $100 for an interview and you got your current employees like, well, where's my 100 bucks? I've been here for five years. Where's yeah. my signing bonus? They're doing things for the employees uh, to get people to walk in the door. Hey, how do we get your friends here? How do we get, uh, and it all goes back to culture, obviously, but they're doing things for the employees, <clears throat> not for the other people. I, I saw a restaurant recently that was throwing pizza parties every week and I heard this from employees, by the way, and saw it offline in some private places. But this place was throwing pizza parties for hiring fairs. The employee said, where the hell's my pizza party? I've been working 80 hours a week. Where's my pizza party? And so think about it. Like, yeah. if you're not taking care of the home base, why are you focused on getting new people? And so that's some of the things I've seen. You talk about outside of social media, outside of being the sexy, cool place to work. It's taking care of home base. You know, you look at a lot of uh, one of the things I have a, a problem with in sports is when I see athletic uh, coaches that are out of shape grossly. I'm like, let me get this right. You're teaching college kids or pro athletes yeah. to be a pro athlete and you can't even walk a mile. Like, that makes no sense to me. Well, I look at it the same way with the restaurant. You're trying to incentivize and give all these great perks and hire people. Why aren't you doing that to the, like to your own people? And so I look at that kind of a little different perspective, and I, I literally have heard and seen conversations that are going happening between employees that are, I'm out of here. This is crap. Like they're giving thousand dollar signing bonuses to people. I've been here for two years. I've worked eighty hours a week the last eighteen months. I've yeah, I've gotten paid, but why have I not gotten a signing bonus? 
And that's the mindset. Uh, and that's that's a dangerous thing to have. You've got to find a way to, I think you've got to grow your team internally uh, from people. And I'll put it this way too. And I think this may, might kind of ring a bell. Think about, you've, we've all had that friend on Facebook that you can tell is desperate or that friend that in real life is desperate that's calling, calling mm -hmm. on you to buy something. Nobody wants to buy from somebody that's desperate because it shows that they're not very good at what they do. Like if I'm calling up restaurants right now, would I love to have 50 more restaurants as clients tomorrow? Heck yeah. But if I'm calling clients of mine and begging for referrals, like, oh my God, I really need a referral. I'm like, well, can you, can you help me this, that? They're, they're going to be like, wow, what's going on here? Like, okay, am I in the right place? Am I connected with the right people? Because people that are successful, people that win, aren't in desperate situations like that and also aren't Johnny come lately's with asking. And that's what's happened with the hiring crunches. You know, I know numerous owners of restaurants that were ghosts on Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram a year and a half ago. They didn't exist online personally. And they're Johnny come lately. Now yeah. all of a sudden, all these issues happen. The pandemic happens. They're on Facebook begging for people to come into it. Why weren't you begging people to come in your business the last 10 years? And if you if you would if you would have started talking about your business openly, the thing you've worked your butt off for, you wouldn't have to beg. They would know who you were. They would associate. They'd want to come eat with you, come hang out with you, come win with you. And I think that's a big aspect of it. Is now all of a sudden you got people that are online, like we're hiring. Well, no shit, everybody's hiring for the most part. You see online because the people who aren't hiring don't have to talk about it. So like I can go on Facebook or Instagram right now, and I can see fifty restaurants saying they're hiring. Oh, seriously, I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, that that's every restaurant for the most part, even the ones like the ones I know that are winning that have a lot of employees, they're still hiring because they never quit hiring. The one guy's like, Matt, it cracks me up. People put up a now hiring sign every once in a while. I have now hiring graphics for the last five years that we've recreated every month, different colors, different graphics, different creative, different employees, different scenes, different perks. I'm hiring. I'm interviewing all the time. If I'm not interviewing all the time, I don't have a bulk of people wanting to eventually come here. Yeah. Yeah. Always be recruiting is a good, is obviously a good tactic. Yeah. Listen, so um, we're, we're going to, we're going to direct towards wrapping, but I have a couple of things I got to come back to. You talked about keeping the good staff hundred percent accurate. Make sure if you have an A player on your team, like do whatever you can to keep them because someone else is obviously trying to attract them with a bonus, with incentive, and they're getting pulled otherwise. And that's the last thing you want to do is lose a great person, obviously. Uh, another great point about, uh, and I, I hit on this you know, probably even as far as 10, 15, 20 years ago, um, independent, sometimes they're invisible. You would go to their websites, there's no owner. And it's such a missed opportunity because you are the personality in your marketplace. And it's like, where are you? Who are you? And so Matt makes a great point. Like, I, I hope you're not waiting till, till now to do that. It would have been great to have been in position to already, already, people already know who you are. So when you struggle, they can already relate to you. It's not, not, a, not a new thing. So if you haven't done it, start doing it uh, for sure. Um, because it's so, so important. That's the advantage you have as an independent, especially uh, compared to the corporate folks. So Two things. Last thing. One, I want to ask if you've seen anything on the efficiency side. Uh, if people are a little bit short staff, have you heard of anything they're doing to work smarter? Uh, maybe it's a tech tool. Maybe it's just how they're shifting people around tables. Seen anything neat out there? I wouldn't call it neat. I'd call it kind of common sense and maybe figuring it out. Think about something. Let me give you an example. The McRib. When I say the McRib for McDonald's, what, what comes to mind for you? Uh, a delicious sandwich. <laughs> but what else? Is it available 12 months a year? 
Oh, oh a very limited time, right? What a time. Yeah. So think about it from a standpoint that Chick-fil-A isn't out of business closed on Sundays. And I know numerous restaurants that do very good business that aren't open Sunday, Monday. They aren't open Monday through Friday for lunch. They aren't open Monday through Friday for dinner. You know, if you're too available, you're too available. You know, I had a, a CEO recently talk to me and he was giving me crap because I had, he had texted me one night and I replied back pretty quickly. And he's like, he called me the next day. He's like, you know, your big, one of your biggest problems. I said, what? And he goes, you're too available. Quit replying. Like what? He goes, you want to be hard. You're the best in the business, Matt. If you're available to everybody, now there's you're not you're like, oh, I can go there eventually. If all of a sudden you're this, how do you get a hold of Matt? How do you get in front of him? And when that happens, it's like, oh, it's the same with the McRib. If the McRib was available 52 weeks a year, it wouldn't be the McRib. Well, your restaurant could have the same thing. You don't have to be open seven days a week. And I've, you know, we all think about it. Yeah. I own, I own the gym as well. And I look at our gym and we've got, we, we're paying our rent 24 hours a day. Why don't we open midnight? Why don't we open at 4 a.m.? Like there's always opportunities. But from the restaurant space, if you're struggling with staff, or even if you're kind of in that tweener, think about how you can creatively not have to have as many employees. What if, what if all of a sudden, like, you know what, we're not open at, at 11 a.m. Uh, for lunch. We're open at 2 p.m. and we're open 2 p.m. to 9 p.m. Now all of a sudden we have one shift. We don't have to have seven managers and we're only open Tuesday through Saturday. I've seen numerous restaurants doing this and they're like, Matt, our sales are up. Mm -hmm. We've got limited, we've got you know, more of that, like the, the supply and demand online. Like, hey, guess what? The supply chain, you all have seen it. And the one guy's like, I have no supply chain issues with regards to what he sells, but everybody sees it online. I'm going to use it. And I also want to have my staff be happier so we closed, the one guy I've talked to recently closed Sunday and Monday and then doesn't open to like two. And he's like, people will still eat lunch at two o'clock. By us opening at two, it allows us, and, and I think he closed like, like eight o'clock, I want to say. <clears throat> but by us doing that, we still get a lunch and dinner rush. We just contract when people are come and we market that, hey, we're doing so well uh, that we don't need to be open seven days a week. 24 hours a day. And at the same time, we want to make sure our employees have a life. And with supply chain issues, we have limited availability of certain products. So get in here when we're open and people are flocking. He's like, my sales are up and I have 30% less hours open than I did two years ago. And my employees are happier because guess what? Now I only have two managers for those days instead of needing five. And I don't need 30 more employees because I don't, I, people come in and work a shift. They don't have, there's not, there's not multiple shifts in and out. It's the same people. Yeah. It's, it's co very counterintuitive. Uh, people, they, they get a lease. They feel like they need to be open every single minute. Uh, I got, I got, I got to have people. What if someone knocks on my door, but a hundred percent, you got to run the break even when are you profitable? There are times where you're not going to make money. So close the doors can be the smarter decision for a lot of reasons, fixed costs, variable costs. We get into that a whole separate conversation, but um, uh, our, our goal in the labor crunch is to be 15, 20 minutes, but Matt's been great. And I want to give, I want to spend three, four, five more minutes because he specializes in marketing. So uh, we, you've already hit on a bunch of things, but let me ask you this question. You have the right staff in place. You're looking to drive business in. You want more business. Things are going great. What are two or three things you recommend folks do? So number one, and this is one of the reasons I'm working at a restaurant starting next week, is right now they're only getting about 50 to 75 people a month that walk in the four walls, join a VIP program we've built for them. Mm. Think about that. 
like this, I, I know personally, this restaurant has in the neighborhood of 500 to 600 people some busy days. How is it that only a couple a day are getting involved in this? Because nobody's taking a concerted effort. I look at it from a business. The hardest thing to do is to get somebody to walk into your four walls and trust you enough to hand you their credit card for their meal. Why in the hell are you not getting their information? Why aren't you having a just, just the same exact SOP you've got for washing your hands and putting gloves on and how the tacos are made yeah. and how you take their credit card to register? Why is there not a system in place to go, hey, I see you got your tacos. You might, I know you love those. You want them free your next visit? Uh, yeah, cool. Do me a favor. Scan this code. Join our VIP program. There's going to be five questions. You're going to get four amazing perks because we love you. That's why I'm going to work in this route. I'm going to show them. Here's how I'm going to get a thousand people the next 30 every month to join this program on my shifts because I'm going to put in place a presentation that's irresistible. So number one is our, our tagline is ABR, attract, build, retain. America's best restaurants, ABR, attract, build, retain. How do you attract attention on one side? How do you retain attention on the other side? Well, the way you should be attracting attention is through aggressive, fun, environment, you know, marketing that gets people to engage. But that, that attention on the front end should only be one thing, not selling food, not selling tacos, steaks, burritos, ice cream. It should be selling people on why they need to give you their information. Because when they give you their information, now you can retain their attention on the back end by targeted marketing. The problem is most people's miss B and R. They run a bunch of marketing campaigns and they hope and pray that people mm -hmm. see it and come back. They do zero to get their information and then by that happening, they have to consistently throw it against the wall on the front end because they can't retain attention. If you don't have my email, my phone number, my birthday, you don't have me pixeled to retarget me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google, whatever, you have a harder time of retaining my attention. And so the biggest thing, the big everybody that comes in contact with you, your website, your Facebook, your Instagram, in your restaurant, your online ordering, you better have a tactic to get all of their information. And it's not hard. We literally will see 900 out of 1,000 people on a consistent basis that we ask a question and get them to take the first step will give us every piece of their information. Uh, yeah, uh, this is a, the biggest rant for me forever because I agree a thousand percent with what you, you're saying. And it's and, and every restaurant should do this. Why they don't do it, I still can't figure out. But if I go eat uh, 50 times in a restaurant, I get asked, one to two times for my information. Like it is a staggeringly low percentage. And I know they had a pre-shift at some point. I know they had a meeting. I know they talk about it, but it gets dropped like a rock. They don't do it. It's 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 a giant miss. And then it, let's, let's say the times I do give it, um, half of those times I don't end up, uh, getting, getting put into their database and getting the follow-up. It's, it's a gigantic miss. So, so to you, that's, 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 that's num that sounds like that's your number one thing to make sure you're doing right marketing wise at your restaurant capture number, that information it's number one two three four five six seven nine ten yeah it, it it needs to be ingrained i mean think about how ludicrous it is i mean somebody has taken those efforts so why are you asking for the credit card why not just get rid of that you know what food's free food's free you don't got a susie at the register don't worry about getting payment from them i mean you're asking for yeah. payment for one visit i would rather have their information I mean, I, if I owned a restaurant, this might sound crazy. If somebody wasn't in my database and they walked up to the register, I go, hey, you're here today. I want to give you today's meal for free if 
you go on this iPad, scan this code, and, and answer five questions. Because now I have the ability to get them back 50 times versus 20 times. And those 30 visits yeah. I'm going to get on incremental far outweigh the cost of that first meal or a free dessert or a free cookie. I mean, people are easy to bribe. Just look at our freaking politicians. Consumers are even easier. Very easy to bribe. Very easy. The one last point I'll do in this, and we will close. But I used to think about those little paper slips, and you'd drop one on the table, and the tradition would be maybe you'd get one back. But now, if you have a four top of adults, everybody's got a phone, and you got one of those QR codes. Boom! That's four people right in. Boom! Four people right in your database. Every tabletop. So, so please take advantage of that. All right, Matt. Hit them with your uh, all, all the web properties you at, or what's the best place to get you guys. Yeah, best place yeah. is matt, mattplapp.com. You can go there. You can yeah. find the links to my blog, MPTV, our podcast. You can find a link to America's Best Restaurants, our media company, a Restaurant Marketing Works, my new book, uh, which the website's being redone to, ref, to be built around the book. It's also the name of our marketing firm, but we're kind of changing the website up to reflect the stories in the book. Uh, you can also get the book on Amazon right now. It's, uh, it's It just came out a couple months ago. It's crushing. It's doing great. But mattplapp.com is the easiest way to find me. Uh, and find out what we're doing. And, you know, whether you want to become a customer or you're looking for advice, I get a text every day from a restaurateur that has no need for us or at least does, can't afford us or doesn't know they need us, but they ask a question and we respond. Hey, yeah. here's what I would do. Yeah. Listen, yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't seen Matt before, check him out. He is all, all over the web and they are on a, they're on a skyrocket path. There's there's Zuma now, so you're going to see him uh, more and more and more. Matt, I appreciate you being with us. We'll we'll be in touch. We'll get you back for an, another episode where we dig into this marketing stuff. Thank you, sir. This has been Jamie Oikel from RunningRestaurants.com uh, with Matt Platt from America's Best Restaurants and Restaurant Marketing Works. Uh, I want to thank our uh, Diamond Sponsor Performance Food Service for being a part of the Restaurant Labor Crunch show. Their support is helping us put this together. So, Matt, uh, everybody, we'll see you soon. Thanks much. Thanks, sir.